0: Thank God that His commandments are not burdensome. Because this past year and the beginning of this year sure seem to be heavy. Have you felt the weight of it? Are you still feeling the weight of it? It seems like this past year, more than most, which I can remember, has been filled with commandments. Commandments from the government, commandments from society, obligations of things that must be done in order to preserve life or fix what's wrong with the world, this past year has been filled with commandments, and they are heavy. Now most jobs in this world, people-centered jobs, seem also to be dedicated to preserving, improving, extending this life as long as possible, helping people to live well. If we think about it, that's what doctors do. They help people to not get sick, and when they do get sick, they help to heal them. It's what physical trainers do to help you improve your health. It's what people in the culinary industry do. They, they improve your life by giving you wonderful food. The list goes on and on. And these jobs and the work that takes place through them, it is good. Stuff. I was speaking with somebody recently, though, and I was describing what I believe my job as a Christian minister is and what I believe the job of any Christian minister should be. And this is not primarily about helping people to live well, but actually about preparing people to die well. Now, this doesn't mean that the minister is not concerned with how this life is lived, but we'll get to that later. What I'd like for us to think about together today for a moment is that maybe our priorities, how we primarily think about life, is a little backwards. Like I mentioned a few moments ago, this year has been filled with commandments. Do this. If you don't do this, then you're not being a caring human being and not doing what you're supposed to do. It's been a lot. We also have to ask, has it worked? Has it, have as many lives been saved as possible by, be, by doing what we've been commanded to do by society, by those around us? Have people's enjoyment of life Has it been increased? Has it been enhanced? Are we now, after this year of commandments, more at peace with our neighbors and those around us? All of these things that we've been obligated to do have been given to us as commandments that must be fulfilled because it's the right thing to do. But what I propose to you today is that there's a better way. There is a way that actually does bring peace and joy and love and life in abundance. Before I get into the text of the Gospel of John and, 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 and the epistle, uh, the first epistle of John, it's interesting to think about John and, and how he describes Jesus Christ, how he describes life. When I was a philosophy major in college, one of the, thing that the things that they told us to always avoid is a circular argument. An argument that can only be proven by going back to the primary idea that you started with, rather than moving in a linear and logical way. But the beautiful thing about the gospel as contrasted to the wisdom of man is that it is completely circular. It starts with our need and then it starts with what God has done. And then there are commandments that we are given, but you have to go back to the beginning, our need and what God has done. So keep that in mind as we look at these texts. First John chapter five, verses one through five says this, And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. As Jesus says, these commandments are not burdensome. They are freeing. They are not complicated. They are very simple. But also, apart from God's work in our lives they are completely impossible to fulfill. And despite their not being burdensome or complicated, this is pretty much exactly the way that it seems or feels to be the case when we look at the world around us, especially this last year. But again, they are not burdensome, how so? Romans chapter five, verses one through five, says this. Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings Knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. How do we love God's children? and those made in the image of God who have not yet been adopted into his family by grace through faith, how do we love them when it seems so hard? We do that because the love of God has been poured into our hearts. Our need is to be able to love as we have been loved by God. Our ability to do that is non-existent in and of ourselves, but it is perfectly possible and completely fulfilled when the love of God, which has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, does that work. Like I stated before, I believe the primary calling of the Christian minister is to prepare people to die well. This goes back to what I said about Maybe um, our order of how things um, work is a little backwards, because this life is temporary and it's passing away. But there's a new day coming, a day in which everything will be perfect in all respects. There will be a new heavens and a new earth that has no end, eternity itself is coming. And so in order to be prepared for eternal life with God, we have to be at peace with God. And being at peace with God is what it means to be prepared to die well. This is the purpose for which Christ came into this world, the purpose for which he went to the cross to bear the burden of the wrath of God, to bear the punishment for our sins upon himself, and having done so, and rising from the grave, to give us peace with our Father in heaven, to reconcile us to God, and to set us free. As a result of being set free, we can die well, We can face death without fear and like St. Paul cry out O death where is thy victory? O grave where is thy sting? And we can also be set free to live well because we know that we are at peace with God. His burdens, his commands are not burdensome. The commandment to love others as we have been loved by God is not burdensome if it is carried out through the power of the very love that Jesus Christ came into this world with, with the mission that Jesus Christ came into this world to carry out, to reveal the nature of our Father to us, to reveal that He is the God of grace and mercy, to reveal that He values those made in His image so dearly that He would send His only Son to die for our sake. And Jesus said this was His joy to undertake. That this was His purpose to come into the world, that He only did what the Father Told him to do, that he only said what the father would say, and he said that if you have seen me, you have seen the father. And so, if you are burdened, if you are tired, if you are fearful, and if you find yourself looking at life as without much hope for getting better, this is God's word for you today. Abide in his love. That's a passive verb, by the way. Rest in his love. Acknowledge your need to confess your sins and receive his unmerited, unending, and complete forgiveness. Rest in his love. Rest upon the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ's death and resurrection. For in doing so, The blessings that God has prepared for those who know him, who are loved by him, are so good that they surpass our understanding and are beyond our imagination. They are more wonderful than we can even ask or desire. Amen.